I have never really seen relationships or really much of anything in a black and white lens, right? Like uh, the whole concept of uh, a partner being the person that completes you um, or being my other half, right? These, These sayings that you hear a lot in in partnership, like was something that never really, uh, I just didn't identify with those things. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast, your place for all things health, wellness, self-care, and real talk. I'm Amanda Catherine Loy, health coach, actor, and badass extraordinaire. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought with some serious real talk to help you find your passion, speak your truth, and get you one step closer to living your fuck yes life. Are you ready? Here we go. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to episode 101 and the start to season five. Five holy balls of the podcast. We are in the hundreds. We are we are beyond. And I'm so, so stoked to be back with all of you. I missed you all so deeply. Um, I'm so, so excited and thrilled to be back for season five of the podcast and holy balls, do we have an amazing season for you. You know, every season of the podcast, I, I really come back in consciously and think about, you know, it, it moves in such a authentic way for me. It's just everything that needs to happen and, and, and the guests that feel, um, that I feel like you, you all need to hear from and have these conversations around feels like it's a very just authentic process, which I love. But I've been, I think, the most conscious as I come back into this season, um, you know, because ultimately my mission is with this space to really have collaborative and conscious conversations around taboo topics. And that's always been the podcast's mission. Um, but it's been more clear than ever um, as we, you know, wind up into season five and the guests that I'm having on here are this season are deeply reflective of that. And I'm really excited for you to hear from them. And um, this this episode um, where it's just going to be me chatting with you is, I think, also deeply reflective of that. You know, if you're new to the podcast, um, hi, my name is Amanda Catherine Loy. Um, I am obviously the host of the Live Your Fuckiest Life podcast. We are on season five, which is holy balls. I can't believe it. Um, you know, we're three years, almost three years into this journey, and it's just been such a gift. Um, and I also am the author of I Topped Off My Tits. You can snag it on Amazon or at amandacatherineloy.com forward slash book. Um, it's in the show notes for you if you want to do it that way. It's super simple. Um, and I also am a mindset and body confidence coach. Um, I work a lot um, with individually, and I also have a group group program that I run alongside my incredible um, co-founder, Rachel Wright, who is a licensed therapist and sex educator. And um, it's called Unapologetically Confident. Uh, we uh, are actually uh, gearing up for our next round of it. So there might be a few spots left if you are interested. Um, you can, again, um, either reach out to me individually and chat to see if it would be a good fit, um, or you can snag your spot um, at um, in the show notes as well. Um, 
And in addition to that, I am also an actor. Um, I just, I do a lot of shit. I, I wear a lot of hats and I love it. I love living my life that way. I love not having any, any barriers in which I can, um, uh, grow and, and, and evolve as a human, as an artist, as an educator, and as an activist. Um, and that is what my mission is and has always been. And with this podcast, you know, we, we tend to tackle a lot of topics, um, around, you know, body, uh, body neutrality, body, uh, awareness, um, because it's a big part of, of what I do personally. We talk a lot about, you know, manifestation. We talk a lot about, um, sex and sexuality and, uh, embodying your most confident self. And, um, we talk a lot about, uh, the feminine energy and and spirituality and what that means for those of us who are less woo. Um, we we talk about uh, women's health in an accessible way and um, how to fuck diet culture and all of that and more. And above all, um, we talk about really we we really get into the heart of things that uh, are so rarely openly spoken about um, in our day and age. And today, I'm going to be talking about a subject that I am going to immediately, from the get-go, say that I'm wildly, wildly fearful of um, openly discussing. Uh, And this has been something that I have had a lot of hymns and haws around how I wanted to share it, or if I wanted to share it on the podcast, or at all, and... um, you know, I finally have come to the conclusion that it is time to uh, be open about this part of my life and this of, of myself, really, above all. Um, because at the core, what is most important to me as a human is being unapologetic and is being our most true, authentic, our fuck yes selves. And to me, that means um, fully being me. And it means not being afraid to uh, express all of me, uh, it means uh, it means being being transparent uh, with myself, with my my most loved ones, and with all of you. And I hope that in doing so, um, it reminds you in a small way to do the same for yourself. Um, you know, I, ultimately what I, I think I do more than anything is teach around how to unapologetically be our most true selves and how to actually figure out what that looks like and who, and how we even know what, what that looks like. Um, because a lot of it has to do with unpacking and getting to the root of it. And if you've ever worked with me one-on-one, you know I say that all the time. It's about getting to the root of yourself. And I think we have so often as humans been taught to very, very much shield ourselves from even knowing ourselves because of society, the patriarchy, a whole slew of things. And we end up often feeling quite dissatisfied, not engaged with our day-to-day life and, and, and discontent, right? And that's not the way that I fucking want to live my life. And it's certainly not the way I know you want to live your life because you wouldn't be here, right? This is a, this is called live your fuck yes life. This is about wanting to really embody your most fabulous fuck yes self. And I hope that my share today uh, em- empowers you um, and reminds you 
that you are beautiful just as you are, that the things that you feel compelled to and gravitated towards and that are your most true self are are wildly incredible, even if they may not be understood by all, even if some people um, may look down upon those choices, um, even if uh, the people you love most um, decide to reject you for a piece of yourself. Um, So here we go. I don't really know how else to say this other than just kind of ripping the band-aid off. Um, You know, the last year I have been incredibly um, open and and a big advocate for the queer community um, because I came out via the podcast. Um, I think it was episode 65 um, and, you know, this is episode 101 and so it's been... I think about a year since I, I mean, a little bit more, um, since I came out publicly as, as a bisexual woman. And that experience was incredibly liberating. Uh, but what I was not talking about was the other side of that coin for me, um, which was a big piece of um, embodying my sexuality, which is that in addition to being bisexual, which is my sexuality um, and my my preference, uh, I guess you can say, when it comes to my attraction, um, I also am polyamorous. And I, you may have never heard that term before. You may have have heard it before, and or you may have very very skewed views of what it means. Um, I know I did. I didn't fucking know what it was at all when I was first introduced to the idea. And, um, you know, obviously I had this perception around monogamy and and, and non-monogamy. And I knew that, you know, either you could identify as somebody who believes in monogamy or not. But I always just, you know, was. I was somebody who operated in relationship with humans. Um and it was always monogamous. Um, that was just the way that I I thought you did relationships because I had never really seen anything modeled differently. And the things I did see modeled differently was not ethical, right? When it came to non-monogamy, it was cheating and affairs. And, you know, that was also what uh, the media was representing so much. And and I was, you know, I was content in that space. Um, I I had really and and have really beautiful relationships. Um, and when I was living monogamously, um, you know, I, I didn't know that there could be something different. It wasn't until I really started questioning my sexuality that, you know, I started asking some questions about myself because I was attracted to women. And, you know, up into the point of, you know, me really owning that part of myself, I had never had any uh, relationship outside of a platonic one. Um, and, and, and granted, a lot of my friendships with women were intimate in the sense that like I am quite a physical touch is my love language and I am quite a, um, a physical person with my friends. I love them. I, I hug them. I cuddle them. You know all of these things, and but I had never had you know what what I qualify as like a an intimate relationship with a woman, and so 
and I was feeling compelled to have that. And at the beginning of those feelings, you know, I was very open with this with Kev and, and he knew that I was having these, these feelings and it wasn't because I didn't want to be with him and have, you know, experiences with him, but it was because I was having, um, this pull and this draw to do this thing. And I was like, this must be wrong. And it felt, um, it felt really, really bad at the beginning when I was really in it because I felt like I should just be fully happy with him. Right. And, and then I shouldn't be having these feelings and that, and that, you know, it, it, what did that mean? And did this mean I was gay? And I, all these questions I was asking myself and, and it was really tumultuous time for me because, you know, I, I have never really seen re- relationships or really much of anything in a black and white lens. Right. Like, uh, the whole concept of uh, a partner being the person that completes you um, or being my other half, right? The, these, these sayings that you hear a lot in, in partnership, like was something that never really, uh, I just didn't identify with those things, right? I mean, the first thing that Kevin and I said to each other when we first met was like, you are my other whole and 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 it was our way of reclaiming that phrase because like we knew that we didn't need another person to complete us as beings um but that we we happened to really really love the other and feel um in in such a in such a beautiful way connected to one another that we wanted to spend time together we wanted to you know, uh, hold space for one another energetically, emotionally, um, physically, and, and, uh, you know, build some sort of a life together. And we've done just that. Um, but it's never been about ownership. It's never been about, um, the desire to complete each other or the expectation that the other person was going to fill each and every need. Um, you know, and, and, throughout our relationship, we have remained quite independent beings. Um, while we were monogamous, you know, very independent beings, um, where we, you know, spend lots of time with other friends and, um, that was just always a part of our relationship. Um, and I just, I, I, I guess I just never really understood living any, any other way. That was just how I naturally felt inclined, but it didn't look like anything outside of monogamy. And until it did. And, and to be quite honest, um, we sort of fell into <laughs> non-monogamy. Um, it, it didn't, it wasn't something we sought out with intense intention, but it was also something that we had been speaking about for a couple of years before it actually began to, um, be present in our lives. Um, because we both, you know, Kev, is similar to me and I don't, I don't want to speak for him and maybe I'll have him on the podcast to kind of, for us to share what it's been like as, as, as partners and, um, and his experience, um, you know, but for us, you know, we've always had such a deeply honest and authentic relationship where we've shared about, um, desires and, and, and really it was me saying, you know, this is something I'm feeling, you know, interest around and, you know, his, his philosophy has always been that monogamy was sort of, you know, not really a realistic thing. Um, but because, you know, he had never expected to find a connection like mine, you know, it wasn't something that he, he felt the need to explore if it wasn't something I was, you know, uh, into. And so it was just really never a conversation until I brought up my, my attraction towards women and how I was really wanting to explore that, but feeling bad about having those feelings and, 
Um, and that opened the door for us to have these, you know, conversations around what, you know, stepping into ethical non-monogamy could look like. And, um, I am no expert (laughs) outside of my own experiences. Um, and I'm more than happy to answer any questions you have. If you would love to chat about this, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. Maybe I'll do a few, um, question answer boxes on there and stuff as we move through this together. Um, but you know, for me, there are so many, so many ways that people do ethical non-monogamy and it's a lot more common than you'd think. I have met so many people that have operated in this way and it's, it's been such a beautiful discovery world for the last, you know, couple of years. If I'm being really honest, it's, this has been going on in my life, um, you know, for about two and a half years now. Um, and, and it, it has felt like, another um, layer of me coming home to myself because for me, you know, having like, there's like swingers and having a more of what's considered an open relationship. Um, But the, the concept of polyamory just means many loves. That's literally what the word means. And that is how I have always, always felt in my life. Like I have never felt like my relationship with Kevin, which has been, you know, we've been together for 10 years. So that's why I'm using him as, as an example that just because he is my romantic partner and, and my sexual partner meant that he was, and, and also the person that I am legally bound to because we did get married, you know, that that meant him and he was inherently more important than anyone else in my life. I mean, I have best friends who are platonic in my life. Yes. Um, but they are, just as important to me as he is. And, um, and, and I, that's just how I've always been, how I've always felt. And I, I, you know, I, I even joke that like some of my friends are like non-sexual, sexual life partners because I, I feel that with them, you know? Um, and, and that has always been true for me. And so the philosophy around polyamory was, I was like learning about it and I was like, fuck, like, this is actually my philosophy, you know? And so I was like, okay, so philosophically this really aligns, but like, will it align? <laughs> will it align in practice? And it has been a beautiful uh, journey, um, a roller coaster of exploration and a deeper understanding of myself, I think has been the greatest gift of it all. Um, and, and, and ultimately, more than anything, um, I feel like I am now living in a world where I don't have to put limitations on my life because of an, of an archaic um, and, and in my opinion, outdated uh, perspective around what love needs to look like. And that's not to say that monogamy is not a beautiful and valid choice when it is, in fact, a conscious choice. But what I realized, for me at least, was that I was operating in a monogamous lens for so many years because that was just what society expected of me. And I never questioned myself in until I did, <laughs> until I had the courage to do so because I had built up the confidence and flexed those muscles and those tools to 
ask myself, is this really what I want? And is this really what is right for me? And then that opened up a whole new world of dialogue um, with, you know, with Kev in doing the same for him and for us as partners. And it's been so beautiful because, uh, you know, I am, I have had many, many conversations with many of my, my close, close friends around all of this. And um, it's been so beautiful to witness them have the courage to then have conversations in their partnerships, whether they are monogamous or not, and and sort of say, like, is this something you've ever thought about? Or, like, is this something we consciously want to choose? Or is this something I want to choose as an individual? And and I think that that is something that not enough of us do, right? Um you know, we have, we are programmed in this concept that we, <laughs> we need to go from, you know, dating somebody and then it's like, okay, we're official, which means that you're, we're exclusive. You're no longer allowed to see other people. We're going to date. We're going to move in together. We're going to get engaged. We're going to get married. We're going to have babies. We're going to live a long life We're hopefully we're not going to get divorced and then we're going to die. And like, that is the trajectory that we're taught is appropriate instead of, the many various options that actually a lot more people practice than you think. And, you know, I, I, I have so much to say about this topic because I feel like I have, haven't been sharing it obviously. Um, and, and it wasn't, my lack of sharing wasn't in an attempt to, um, to hide. Um, it was in an attempt to experience before sharing. It was in an attempt to uh, really, really uh, feel grounded in this practice and in this uh, choice of lifestyle um, and and path for myself and and in identity um, before actively discussing it. I, I I have tossed back and forth the idea of not even addressing it to be quite frank because I'm not really sure you know the quote educational purposes around it and that's usually what I my my whole intention is to always educate but for the podcast it felt so right because again we're all about having conscious conversations about things that nobody talks about and if there's been anything I think that I've had on the podcast that has been the most taboo it is probably this topic and I know that it's going to elicit the most conversations out of you and and out of my community and and I'm two parts really excited for that and also really fucking terrified um and I want to speak to that fear because I think we often feel that confidence and courage is without fear right and that if somebody is confident it's because they're fearless and I have been trying to debunk that myth for the longest time and I hope this is the last time I need to officially do it because I am scared shitless sharing this with you I'm scared because I have spent a lot of my life um, being bullied for being too much and, and, um, and um, you know, fully myself. And I felt like I had to squash myself and, and make myself smaller in order to be accepted and loved. And um, I know that a lot of people will not understand this. I know that a lot of people will have pretty intense judgments on this. And... Um, that brings up the small, inner, deep, wounded Amanda, right? The, the inner child of mine that just wants to be loved and seen for all of me um, and my choices and, and, and who I am at my core, because ultimately that's what this is a reflection of. 
Um, and I know that that's not going to happen with everybody. Um, and I, and I also know that living my fuck yes life means facing my fear head on and embodying my unapologetic truth, which is what I'm sharing with you right now and, and accepting what will come from that. Um, but it's scary. It's really scary. Um, and I think we can all probably relate to that, right? That we just want to be liked. We want to be accepted. Um, we want, uh, we want our, our choices and, and, and the things that make us who we are to, to be, um, reflected by the people we love most in a positive light. Um, and I have gotten lots of questions I've gotten, you know, from people I know, um, I've gotten questions like, well, does this mean that you're a polygamist now? Which uh, please do not use that word in association with polyamory because they are very, very different. Um, <laughs> you know, does this mean that like your marriage is in trouble is a, a huge one I get all the time. And if anything, it's um, brighter and more beautiful than ever. Um, and our communication has deepened and, uh, we've been able to work through so many beautiful things and, and, and share experiences that have been a gift that I can't imagine not having. Um, and it's also posed challenges, a lot of challenges, um, for myself as an individual within my partnership with Kevin. And also it's brought up a lot of, of inner wounds up. Polyamory is not for the faint of heart. (laughs) That's for sure. Um, the potential for heartbreak is, very high (laughs) as I've personally experienced. And, um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's also definitely, um, I think that to be, uh, for this to be something that is aligned and successful, um, a path, it, it takes a really strong communicator, um, because a lot can be brought up, especially if we haven't healed our wounds. And most of us as humans haven't. Um, therapy has been huge for me, um, personally, individually, but also through this experience. Journaling has been a huge process for me and also just really learning to love myself and accept myself for where I'm at and, and not, um, needing to put an agenda on anything or expectations around anything. Um, but that question is one that has come up time and time again, you know, well, does this mean that there's problems with your marriage? And, um, if you are in a partnership and I've, I've met a few people who have, you know, been in, in trouble with their relationship and they went to an open relationship or polyamory to try to quote, save it. And I would never recommend that. (laughs) Um, I, I think it takes a really strong, if you are in a partnership, I think it takes a really strong partnership for, you know, to, to, and a healthy one to enter into that space so that you can both, you know, actively and consciously be in it together. And, um, and if you are somebody who identifies as, um, or I think you might identify as, as Polly, um, please reach out. Um, I am in your corner. Um, and I know it can be really scary and there's so much information out there about the right way to do things and all of this stuff. And, um, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this more in future episodes, but if there's anything I've learned in this particular part of my journey, um, as a human, it's that there is no right way. There is only your way and you're going to fall on your face. You're going to, uh, learn beautiful, um, beautiful things about yourself and, 
Um, you're going to struggle about things you didn't expect to struggle with and um, and you're also going to feel more yourself than ever before. <laughs> That's what I would tell myself from two years ago at least um, if I could speak to her now. And just to trust the experience, trust the journey, and trust your gut, which is, you know, I'm always here for the gut tugs. That is my, you all know that. Um, and if you're, this is the first time you're you're listening to my podcast and you're like, oh, fuck, this is, we're going in. Welcome to the Live Your Fuck Yes Life podcast. This is what we do. We deep dive about shit that um, is taboo AF. And I, I, I hope I haven't scared you off. Um, and I hope that if anything, if I have scared you, I hope that you utilize that as a way to become curious and ask questions Um, because I am an open book around this um, and I would love, love, love to answer your questions around this. So please, like I said, reach out to me via DM. But at the end of the day, I think we are only growing as, as a collective when we become curious about the things we don't understand and we really try to consciously come to them in in kind conversation and with an open heart um because I also came into this not knowing anything and feeling quite afraid um and uh having a lot of misunderstandings um around what polyamory was or could be and um it's been a really beautiful experience because I chose to come at it with an open heart and curiosity. And I think, I think if we can take that approach into pretty much everything in life, we, we will be better humans for it. I believe that deeply. So yeah, that is, that is my share for today. Um, and I wanted to keep this a little bit of a shorter episode so that you can digest it so that I can digest it, honestly. Um, and, and so that we can, um, we can grow together and, um, in this experience. And I'm like I said, I'm sure I will come back on and talk more on this subject. Um, but I just wanted to start off the podcast, um, with this share because it felt like the right time. And I hope it empowers you to, dig deep in and reach into your heart and find the courage to be your full self, whatever that looks like. Um, because that, you know, that is at least in my opinion, what it looks like to live our fuck yes life. So yeah, on that note, I adore you guys so much and please connect on Instagram over at Amanda Catherine Loy, Catherine with a K like koala. And I so look forward to to chatting with you and and getting to know your hearts in a more deeper way and here we go season five we're we're really taking it for a ride so until next week i'll see you on the flip side bye-bye